Father, we believe and we trust you. Victory is yours. We thank you for your redemptive work, Lord. We thank you for sending your only son on the cross for our sin. We thank you this morning, Lord. We honor you. We exalt your name. We adore you, Lord. We thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And this morning, I want to pray for, for those who are infected with COVID. When they stay home and online, join online, Father, you bless them. Give them peace, joy, and your love. You comfort them. You heal them in the name of Jesus. As we listen to your word this morning, Father, we pray that you touch our heart, Holy Spirit. You change our mind. You change our perspective. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, uh, good afternoon, and good afternoon for those who are joining online. So, we pay what we think it's worth. We wouldn't pay for second-hand car at the price of a new car. Because we know the word. People would pay for an antique clock or a painting, such a high price, because they know the word. And for me, I wouldn't pay thousands of dollars for a bag, because I don't understand the word. We won't pay because we don't understand the word. Husband and wife, uh, we give our love, our effort, our time as much as we value our spouses. So it's with our perception about Jesus. We remember we give as much as we value Jesus. And this morning, I leave with you this question. How would you value Jesus in your life? Now let us read. We, we, uh, last week, we talked about John chapter 14 or 16. I can't remember. 17. But now we refer to John chapter 12, verse 1 to 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nut and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag he used to help himself, to what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. 
so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. So when we learn from John chapter 11, Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead, and then he left Bethany. In chapter 12, after some time, Jesus returned to uh, Bethany. And John says it was six days before the beginning of the Passover festival. Passover was very important for the uh, Israelites. And six days is around uh, Saturday before uh, the uh, Passover. So this is Saturday night when they have a dinner party with Jesus. And about half of John's gospel was written about the event of this week. Saturday, Sunday, to Friday, to the next Sunday. And what was the event of this week? It started with the anointing of Jesus by Mary. And then on Sunday, they went, Jesus and the disciple went to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is around 3.2 kilometers from uh, Bethany. And we call it Palm Sunday. And, and then uh, the cursing of the fig tree. And the last supper between Jesus and his disciple. And on Friday, started with the arrest of Jesus. Then Jesus went to trials. And in the afternoon, Jesus was died and crucified. And uh, on that day, Joseph of Arimathea, Arimathea and uh, Nicodemus embalmed and buried Jesus' body on Friday. And after three more days, Jesus raised from the dead. Jesus resurrected from the dead. That is the climax of the uh, one-week event. So, Jesus, this dinner party or dinner was held at Simon's, uh, the leper, whom Jesus has healed from his leprosy. And the dinner party is like a celebration to honor Jesus for raising um, uh, Lazarus from the dead. And this party shows the gratitude of Lazarus' family to Jesus. Martha, as usual, does the work. He was busy, she was busy with serving. Lazarus sits with Jesus, and Mary does something unique and special. Mary knows the word and the value of the God she serves. Why? Because Mary knew Jesus personally. The, according to the Bible, Mary was the only one who knew that Jesus was about, was about to die and to give his, his, his life for us on the cross. Uh, when we read at Mark and Matthew, they said that Jesus repeats three times uh, to uh, talk about his, uh, uh, his death and his coming uh, 
his death and his resurrection. And we read that in Mark chapter 10, verse 33 and 234, that is the last time Jesus told his disciples on the way to Jerusalem. He said that, we are going up to Jerusalem. That is the Palm Sunday. He said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priest and the teacher of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him and spit on him, flog him, and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. But the disciple had not understood that. In their and it became evident in their conversation with Jesus in the upper room at the Last Supper. They showed their hopeless, unbelieving reaction to Jesus' crucifixion. Only Mary understood, and she had understood for some time. How did Mary understand these, these things when the other failed? To understand, the answer is by often being at Jesus' feet. What that means, being at Jesus' feet? Mary is mentioned three times in the gospel and always in association with Jesus' feet. The first time when Jesus and the disciple came to Mary and Martha's house, Martha was busy serving and Martha complained. And Jesus taught Mary, taught Martha, Mary has just the important thing. And that will not be taken away from her. The second time, at the death of uh, Lazarus, when Mary heard that Jesus has arrived, and she fell down at Jesus' feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And the third time, John chapter 12, verse 3, Mary sat at Jesus' feet, anointed his feet with very, very expensive ointment because she knew it. And she, is, she was preparing Jesus for Jesus' burial. So what does it mean to sit at Jesus' feet today? Literally, we cannot sit at Jesus' feet today because Jesus in the spirit, not in human form. In Hebrew, sitting at one's feet means that we learn from that person. It was the place of a child learning from a parent. So sitting at Jesus' feet, that means we, we spend time to fellowship with Jesus. we reading the Bible, we pray, we worshiping, and we listen to his voice. This is sitting at Jesus' feet so that we grow in our knowledge of God. So when we serve Jesus, it must come from our wholehearted commitment to him as Lord. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18 says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord 
and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. Grow in our knowledge. Grow to maturity. This is a command. This is an instruction from God. God give us freedom to choose whether we, to, whether we love him or not to love him. We have to choose to decide whether we grow or not to grow, whether we sin or not to sin. This is our own choice, our own decision, and our own responsibility. Many people say, I moved to another church because I couldn't grow in that church. To grow in the knowledge of God is not the church responsibility. It's not the life group's responsibility. Even it's not your spouse or your uh, parents' responsibility. This is our own choice. One thing for sure, absolute in this world, is that we cannot share our salvation with other people. We can spend time watching Netflix, movie series, playing game, watching multimedia, chatting with some other people, browsing anything. But when it comes to Bible study and praying, even though it will take us only 10 to 15 minutes, we feel that's very, very long. Psalm 25, verse 14 the Lord is a friend, David say. The Lord is a friend of those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. Call to me and I will answer you. God says, call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Our intimate relationship with God. God will share the secret with us. Mary felt the need to anoint Jesus because she knew something about Jesus. Number two, Mary did something special and unique because he, she knew the value and the worth of Jesus Christ. Second thing, he did that because of her love to Jesus. Why? Why did Mary pour out this valuable ointment on Jesus? She did it to show that she loved Jesus. Jesus was important to Mary. And he uh, understood, she understood Jesus' sorrow before the crucifixion. She wanted to identify with Jesus in his sorrow as Jesus had identified with her on the death of Lazarus. Now I invite you all to imagine with me. Let's picture that Mary sitting on the feet of Jesus. So when Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, 
when she look at Jesus' eyes, she can see his sorrow. So then Mary talked to herself, what can I do for him to show that I love him, that I understand what he is doing for us? Mary asked this question, and then he answered, I must do anything to show that I love him. So that Mary decided to give her very expensive ointment, her very precious possession for Jesus. And this expensive, this ointment, according to uh, Judas, will, when it, it is sold, it costs 300 denarii. And at that time, people earn only one denarii a day. 300 denarii was equal to one year wage. It was very, very expensive ointment. And this ointment was possibly a, a family's inheritance. So Mary thought, I give it to him to show that I love him. The part, and Mary anointed Jesus with her very expensive ointment because she knew about his coming death and he, she was preparing for Jesus' burial. And Jesus knew it. Jesus knew it. It showed that Mary has a remarkably mature and understanding because of his fellowship with Jesus. When Judas Iscariot uh, criticized Mary for wasting money, Jesus said, leave her alone. Stop annoying this woman because you don't understand the value and the word of God you serve. And Mary is the only one who understanding it. Leave her alone. John compared Mary's action to Judas' greediness. Judas said, the ointment can be sold for 300 denarii and the money could be given to the poor. But John says, John revealed Judas' motive. Judas was a thief. He wanted the money from this expensive perfume put in the money bag so he could steal it. Out of his greed, Judas sold Christ or Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. That was equal to 100 denarii. Judas did not know the truth about uh, the truth of who Jesus was. And it is a pity, I think. He lived with Jesus for three and a half years, day and night. But he couldn't understand the failure of Jesus himself. And he was blinded by his perception and his greed. So this morning, when we are attending service at the church, I would pray that Holy Spirit will touch our mind, our heart, our spirit,
so that we will change our perception, how valuable our Jesus we serve. Mary gave Jesus an offering worth two and a half times that amount. She gave her most valuable possession to Jesus. She anointed Jesus' feet with that perfume. At that, at that time, the custom was we wash someone's feet with water. But Mary used the, the very expensive ointment, her most valuable possession. Because she knew that Jesus worthy of it. Mary gave to Jesus as much as she loved Jesus. From Mary we learn four things. Devotion to Christ comes from personal love and gratitude. So in 2004, my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. And uh, I was shocked at that time. And I broke down. And I argued with God. I talked to God. Lord, my mom and my dad had died from cancer. And now my husband got cancer. And my children were young. My children are very young. Ruth, my eldest one, was 17 years old and preparing for VCE at the end of that year. Grace was only 13 and Rebecca 8 years old. And I told God, you asked me for full time and I agree. Now, what happened? So, I said to God as if the cancer came for God. So I really pray, worship him, and I broke down before him. One day, uh, in May 2004, it was the surgery of the colon cancer. One day, on my way home from hospital, while I praying, worshiping, and crying in the car, I heard the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Your husband will be healed. And I was in my unbelief, but I cried, but it felt a big relief in my heart. So now the different story, four or three years before this cancer diagnosis, one of the church leaders arranged life insurance for my husband before he went for good to Indonesia because he thought my husband and our family need something if something happened. So he arranged the life insurance. Then few months, I think at the beginning of the year, and the surgery is was on May. At the beginning of the year, the agent come to our house. I can still remember. And he said to my husband, Agus, you look so healthy. I don't think you need so much life insurance. And my advice is, better you put the money into your super 
so that you can enjoy uh, the money when you are retired. So he reduced the life insurance. After the operation, few months later, we got the life, the life insurance payout in my husband's account. And that was 40% of original sum. I won't tell you how much. It's a lot of money. So then I talked to my husband. Are you okay if we give the money to God, to the church, as our gratitude to what he has done to us? And he agreed. But when we talked to the uh, uh, church leader and the treasurer, and they said, Kwakus, better you keep half of the money for yourself, for your saving, for your children. And the rest you can give it to the church, up to you. Then I transfer half of the amount to the church before I have changed my mind. Out of our love and gratitude, we serve the God we love. Mary, Mary's action came from her love for Jesus and her gratitude for him raising her brother from the dead. John chapter 11, verse 5. Jesus, uh, it said, Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And they loved Jesus. Love for Christ should be the motive in all that we do for him. We do, we say, and we think because we love Jesus. People can give money to the Lord's work, but their little motive Maybe that they want others to know how generous they are. Sometimes we spend money to get the favor and to show off our generosity. Judas seemed to be concerned for the poor. And even he gave some of the money to the poor. He was not motivated by the love for Jesus. What's money? One of the writer and the missionary, he said, the first question we must ask in all we do is how the Lord been satisfied? Has, uh, has the Lord been satisfied? When, when I decide to do this, when I decide to say this, has the Lord been satisfied? It should become our question. Did I do what I did because I love him and wanted to please him? Our highest priority as Christian is not good work. Even though empathy is important, helping the poor is important, but our highest priority as Christian is to grow our knowledge of God. When we grow in our knowledge of God, of course, we become more sensitive. We become more compassionate towards others. Now, Luke chapter 7, verse 36 to 50. In Luke chapter 7, there is another woman in the Bible who anointed Jesus' feet and wiped Jesus' feet with her hair 
And that was not Mary, Martha's sister. That woman was a prostitute before, was a sinner. That, is, that was a different woman. And in this incident, Jesus mentioned a parable of two debtors. Verse 46, 47. Jesus said, and he pointed to the Pharisee, when I came, you did not anoint my head. But this woman had anointed my feet. And because her many sin had been forgiven, she had shown him much love. But a person who is forgiven little, show little love. And the problem is, today, many people think that they are a good person. I don't kill, I don't cheat, I don't lie, I don't steal. I'm a good person. And since we think that we are a good person, we don't need forgiveness from God. And since we think that we need less forgiveness from God, we don't have much gratitude. And we show little love to Jesus. Number two, devotion to Christ will cost you Financially. Why? Because Jesus bought us with his blood. It's very costly. If I will marry, probably I will sell the perfume for 300 dinari, give 10% to the church, and the rest 90%, I use it for upgrading my lifestyle. This is not sin. Is not wrong. What does it look like for you? I leave you with this question. What does it look like for you to love money more than Jesus? What is? What does this look like? Can you cut your heart against the love of money? Number three, devotion to Christ costs us personally. It cost us. Cost us. Criticism. My question is, do I treasure Jesus more than my reputation? In the book of Mark, uh, we can see that uh, there are people, there are disciples who join Judas to criticize Mary for wasting the money. They criticized Mary for wasting money. They didn't understand that Mary treasured Jesus more than anything else. Number four, devotion to Christ result in action. Our action result in the fragrance of Christ surrounding our life. My question is, can you mirror Jesus' character in your life through the power of the Holy Spirit? What people talk about you when it comes to worship Jesus. Service for Christ. Number two, result in action. Service for Christ. Martha, was, Martha loved Jesus and she served Jesus. Do you want to give your time to serve Jesus? Whether maintaining the church 
whether as leader, usher, or children ministry, do you want to give your time to serve Jesus? And the last thing, when we love Jesus, of course, we will witness for Jesus. Before I end, we need to reevaluate the word and the value, the God we serve. What do I bring to Christ when I worship him? What do I bring to Christ when I pray? What do I bring to Christ if I am worshiping with others? Should be our question. Do we do all things because we love him, because we honor him, because we value him? Today, there are many concerns of the world that draw our attention to the point that we forget the value and the worth of Jesus Christ. The well-being of our neighbor is important and we must have empathy for those who are hurting. That's right. But when we give attention to this thing, it must come from the worth and the value we hold, we hold for Jesus Christ. Other than this, we are no different than the world. Everything we do must be determined by our belief that Jesus Christ is worthy of our glory. And I leave you this morning with all these questions so that it become your homework and you can answer before we celebrate Good Friday and Easter. God bless you.